Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you are in the world. I am Alexander Glover, and this is the Basic Vegan Podcast. Now, today's episode is more about the one step, and the only step that you honestly and really need to become a vegan. But first of all, I want to start off this episode by giving a random statement of gratitude. Now, I was driving up a mountain, Jamboree Mountain, where I live on the south coast, and it got me thinking. There are so many random little things in the world, the basic things, right? Very fitting with the podcast. I know I am quite quick-witted like that, but it got me thinking. I'm so grateful for all those tiny little roads. I mean, the manpower, the olden days manpower. So if you or your grandparents or anyone that you know has been a part of building those roads, I give my gratefulness to you. I mean, I'm so grateful for those roads. It allows us to actually explore. But if you genuinely look at those roads, they're crazy. Like, how are they just built on the side of a cliff going up a steep incline? I mean, can you imagine genuinely working on building that steep road? I mean, today we complain about having to walk up a steep hill or the fact that there are too many stairs, so there's more elevators put in a hotel lobby. But these men and women, are it's just, honestly, I'm grateful for it. So, without further ado, I am going to jump right into this episode. How do you go vegan? Well, in my genuine, honest opinion, there is only one thing that you need to do to go vegan, and that is to understand what veganism is and what it stands for. Now, I could go into the internet and search the many definitions of what veganism is, but my honest opinion about what veganism encapsulates is the fact that it's it's aiming to cause as little harm as possible to all species on Earth. And the fact that all species on Earth are sentient and they deserve life, love, and compassion. They have a will and desire to live. They have thought, tangible thought. The fact that they are sentient means they have the ability to feel. The first thing that I tell people is to understand whether or not you want to kill something that genuinely does not want to be killed. But first of all, you need to understand that it is a life. Just like your dog or your pet or whatever it is, it is a life. That is the first and foremost important thing when deciding to go vegan. A thing that I like to do to people is to to ask, would you ever eat a dog? And I often get a weird stare going, dude, why are you asking me that? But it's the honest truth. Like, would you eat a dog? Yes or no? Now, if you say no, then why are you eating a cow, a pig, a horse in some countries, a chicken, whatever it may be? You're only eating that out of cultural indoctrination. It is literally the fact that you've been washed with the idea that that is okay to eat. Not even that that is okay to eat, but that is normal to eat, okay? It is a customary value for us to eat those animals. Those animals give us a food source, which is completely abhorrent and completely wrong, okay? Those animals are there to live. They're not there to be tortured, then murdered for us to consume. So to wrap that up in a little pocket-sized statement, you have to ask yourself and you have to know Know why you're going vegan, okay? Going vegan is about understanding and respecting all other species that inhabit Earth. It is also the desire to cause as little harm as possible, as little harm as possible to all the species on Earth and Mother Earth itself. When you take those factors into consideration, the thought of you going, oh, I feel like a cheeseburger, should never, ever, ever anymore trump 
your ability to want to remain vegan because there is purpose now behind going vegan. Once upon a time, you might have gone vegan because you thought it was the healthier option which it is. However, when you go vegan because it's the healthier option, it's very easy to slip off the bandwagon because, I mean, we've all done it. You're not going to drink anymore. You're not going to have chocolate anymore. You're not going to have chips anymore, any refined sugars, any processed foods. It's very easy to slip up. But when you're embedding something into your moral and ethical code, it becomes a part of who you are. It is building a new foundation for which you live your life. Okay, so it's very important to understand the core root value of veganism before going vegan. Or if you've never thought about it and you're worried about not sticking to it, now's the best time as well. So in saying all that, it brings me to my next stage. Okay, now that is seriously the only thing that you need to go vegan. All you need to do is equip yourself with those tools and that understanding, that that learned understanding of what veganism truly is. Now to reiterate the fact that animals are sentient, really start thinking about what an animal is. But don't just take my word for it or something you read on the internet or looking at pictures of them on the internet. That will help, but go into the wild, well, you don't really have much wild anymore. Go into the farmland, okay, around you, if you have that. If not, maybe go just stare at a dog. Look into the eyes of that animal. Now, I often say look into a cow's eyes. If you look into a cow's eyes, those eyes speak to you. You know what they're, I guess, thinking and feeling. When they're timid and shy, they kind of, uh, their eyelids kind of bow down a little bit. When they're scared, they open their eyes wide. Cows even cry and yearn for their young when their babies get stolen from them for milk. And, well, and the babies get turned into veal if if they're male or, or if they're female, they just get turned back into the uh, reproductive cycle of becoming a dairy cow. But I want you to actually firsthand witness what it is like to put yourself next to an animal and see what it does. Understand and start recognizing them as sentient beings or as a life. I mean, we're very conditioned not to even view animals as life because we just call them livestock. We're completely demoralizing an animal and turning it into a commodity where we don't even respect the fact that that is a living, breathing being capable of love, compassion, and emotions. Deep, deep, deep emotions. I mean, a pig for one is smarter than a 40-year-old child and far smarter than a dog. Yet we kept, we, we, well, we kept and we do keep them in farrowing crates where they can't even turn around 180 degrees. Lots of them give birth and squash their young because they genuinely can't move. Then the young tend to die in the fecal matter that is lying around nearby. And when they can't stand anymore because they can't actually move, they get burnt and branded with a sharp, um, either prodding device or a heated up device, a branding device to make them move and stand up. It is completely abhorrent, but this is what I mean. Start actually acknowledging them as animals. But then go one step further and acknowledging them as sentient beings capable of love, life, and compassion. Love, life, and compassion are the three core values of being alive. So when you start to actually understand and recognize and give respect to these beings, it becomes a lot less of a choice to go vegan and more of a, I say, moral obligation or an ethical obligation that you now have because you've constructed what it is to be a human, what it is to give compassion to those around us. I mean, by nature, we are not carnivorous animals. I'm I'm very more than happy to debate anyone on this matter. More than happy. Why? Because I am well equipped with enough data to confidently and competently argue against um, and, and to prove my point. But I want to give you one analogy. If you have a baby, okay, and you put that baby, uh, and I'm talking about a baby human being, into a cot, 
okay, and you put that cot just in your house. And inside that cot, you place a baby chicken and a fresh, ripe strawberry. 99.99999 times out of 100, that baby is going to eat the strawberry, or at least smush it around on its face, and it is going to play with the baby chicken. Now, let's change that scenario. Same exact scenario, but instead of a baby human being, we put a kitten, okay, so a baby cat, into that cot. What's going to happen? Well, if it's a wild cat, just born, it is most likely 99.999 times out of 100 going to kill and eat the baby chicken, and most likely just look and play with the strawberry because it's a nice bright colour. Because we are not primal carnivores. We're not even an apex predator. I mean, we are by definition because we have the ability and cognitive function to develop tools, but that should be used for the betterment of Mother Earth and nature, not to create the industrialization of systematic murder of animals for us to consume, for us to just become a fat, obese society full of all these ailments because of eating animal products. I mean, to even further this this point, a lot of ailments, a lot of food poisoning, well, most food poisoning is, is directly correlated to animal products. There was even a pub in England, I saw the last few days in the news, one person died and um, a huge number hospitalised, but the, the people that were vegan and vegetarian that didn't eat this random shepherd's pie were unaffected by the restaurant. So what I'm trying to say is that um we, by being a human being, should encapsulate what it is to be a human being, which is um, a compassionate being to create a a better world okay because of our large brain and our ability to think and create um a a better a better world is limited by our indoctrination into unhealthy moral moral and ethical compasses i mean it, it is it isn't really a choice that we've been brought up this way but it is now a choice okay we now that you are older you have a choice having all this information data research at our fingertips gives us the perfect combination to create a society full of well in, in theory peace and happiness to all animals obviously that is a lovely pipe dream that there would be peace in general just peace period um, but what i'm talking about is obviously peace towards animals now i know that some of you might argue with my statement that we're not um carnivores i i welcome you to do so some might argue that we are apex predators now, like I said, we are because on paper definition, it is kind of the top of the food chain, right? However, we've only got there because of our development of tools. But a lot of the tools that we developed were for very, very refined hunting. Okay, And that hunting was part of, I guess, the survival mechanisms of, I'm not debating any of this. However, and this isn't my point. However, we shouldn't just say we're an apex predator. Therefore, I'll go to Woolworths or Coles or your local grocer and go buy a perfectly packaged piece of meat. And it also doesn't mean I'm going to go out into the wild and start hunting. Why? Because now we can use our apex predator brain to harness the value that we actually have. And because we will not starve if we don't go out and systematically murder all these beings or go out and be a grassroots hunter or whatever bullshit terminology that they want to use to justify their murder of an animal, um, we have the resources to never be starving, okay? And we have the resources to feed people on food that is actually good for you. If we stopped feeding all of this food to all the livestock in the world, there would be enough food to feed all the starving people in the whole entire world. If we can f um, feed 53 billion land animals, for example, and we have only 10 billion people on Earth, then why should there ever be another starving person on Earth? There shouldn't be. So, yeah, 
yes, we might be an apex predator on paper. Doesn't mean in the hunting world or the um, spatial eating world that we need to don that role. We need to don that role to become a better world, to create a better society. Use that to focus on things that are actually going to create a healthier, a more sustainable ecosystem that we live in. And make sure that Mother Earth is treated just as well as she treats us. I also just want to note one thing about an apex predator or a primal carnivore. If we're an apex predator because we've developed these tools, it doesn't mean that our, I mean, bringing it into a, a health sphere, for those that want to try and bring that debate up, it doesn't mean by pure organic makeup we are a carnivore. We've just learnt using our humongous brain to kill, using tools where we don't actually need to use our bodies. I mean, you put us into a, a cage with a bear or a tiger, or something that is actually an apex predator we die we die fast there's no way that we are surviving we survive through community okay so we have large tribes and we have large tribes that are well traditionally a gatherer tribe okay we're only eating the pickings of the land maybe and maybe there would be an animal there once or twice for pure survival not just because it's like oh love want to just pop to the river and grab one of those packaged salmons for me you big muscly apex predator human being you or saying well i'm bloody thirsty for some coffee and cream why don't we go walk down to the valley where we hooked jenny up and just get some of her her milk <laughs> like these things are so obvious yet so so withdrawn from most people because that's just how we've been brought up or the fact that we're like oh let's go just grab some bacon look at me hunter predator whatever i am i mean bacon what is it and just one last thing i'm pretty sure those people that are oh yeah carnival diet yeah liver meat yeah hearts brains kidneys whatever crap you're actually believing that someone sold you that that's a good idea you're not walking around going mmm I crave some raw flesh no I mean these people that are even selling you the idea that you need to eat these often say put it with maple syrup or something that'll mask the taste because it'll be repulsive now do you think a cat a wild cat or a lion goes and kills its hyena and goes "Ooh, no Tony I don't think I can eat this today it smells a bit repulsive I didn't bring my maple syrup no so there's a hook line and sinker for you anyway anyway Look, I could go down this rabbit hole for for many a time. I might make a separate... Actually, I'd like someone to pose a debate and I'll retort. That might be fun. Anyway, yes. So that's a long-winded approach and maybe a little bit of a rant um, <laughs> to say that is literally the only way that you need to go vegan is to understand what it is to be vegan and create those new moral foundations within yourself. So from me to you, goodbye, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day or night or sleep or whatever you're about to do. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and I love you all. Bye.